ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار we give my praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who praise him and who ask his help and we seek his forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides no one can misguide and whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads to go astray no one can guide I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is our leader our teacher, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, this is my last khutbah here inshallah. So yesterday I was thinking about what should I talk about? Should I just like what I usually do? I, you know, I think about a topic and start to write it down maybe Tuesday. But until last night, I didn't really know what I'm going to talk about. And when I was reading, I come across a, a statement by Imam Abi Dawood, Sahib al-Sunan, the one who collected the hadith of Rasulullah and his book, Sunan Abi Dawood, considered to be one of the sources of the hadith of Rasulullah He said, there are four ahadith. There are four ahadith. They are the most important four ahadith in the entire sunnah, the entire hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu are so important. But he said, every Muslim should live by those four hadith. And this is my advice to you before I leave. The first hadith is, he said, that the Prophet sallallahu said, that actions are by intentions. And every person will get what he intended for. Whoever his migration for the sake of Allah, for the sake of his messenger, he will get he will get what he intended for. And whoever's migration was to have some, some gains of this world or to marry a woman, then also his wife he will be rewarded accordingly. Or according to what he intended for. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is talking about intention. And this is a question that every one of us must ask. Every single day, what is my intention? When you come here to the masjid, ask yourself, what is my intention? When you do something with somebody, you go to work or to stu- or you go to school, you ask yourself, what is your intention? The Prophet وسلم, is talking about migration from Mecca to Medina, and the person who migrated from Mecca to Medina for the, for the sake of Allah, he will get what he intended for. 
But the person who just traveled for a business trip or study or whatever, he will also get what he intended for. There's thousands of people, thousands of people travel from Mecca to Medina all the time, all the time. But what really distinguishes an ordinary traveler from an immigrant is their intention. Although their actions, their actions appear to be the same, they appear to be the same. So intention, a sincerity. When you do something, ask yourself, ask yourself, what is the, the reason behind the action? We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has great reward for those who have sincerity and good intention. In the battle of Al-Usra, when the Prophet was encouraging people to give, to give in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he can go and fight back those who find him. Some, group, some people, they went to the Prophet وسلم, they said, Ya Rasulullah, we don't have too much, then we come with you. And out of the lack of resources, Rasulullah said, well, I don't have any man for you. I'm not ready for you. But you can stay behind if you would like to. They laughed and they were very much disappointed. They started to cry. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a verse about them in Surah At-Tawbah. And see, look at this amazing intention and great sincerity of these people. Do you think this strong and steadfast faith, iman, will be wasted? Do you think the urge of sacrifice will have no reward? Never. And that's why the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, praised his people. He praised him And he said, He left behind a group of people. They couldn't come. Wallahi, they will have the same reward as you. They will have the same reward as you. Their excuse is sufficient for them. And in the books of the Islamic history, there is a story by Muhammad ibn Abi Muhammad ibn Maslama, not the Sahabi, but the son of Abdul Malik ibn Marawan. They were fighting the Roman, and the Muslims wanted somebody. They were camped right in front of a very strong fortress of the Roman. They couldn't get into the city. So somebody came and he said, Ya Amir, Prince, I have a plan. I need someone, just a slim person. I will make a hole in the wall. The slim person who can go through the hole and open the door from the inside. The announcement was sent out. Somebody came, he covered his face and he came and said, I will do it. He can lose his life. He can be killed, but he agreed to do it. He went through the hole, he opened the door. The Muslims were victorious that day. So the Amir, the Prince, wanted to reward his men. He made an announcement, the person who went through the hole should come forward for some reward. They made the announcement once, twice, and twice, and nobody came forward. Until one day, somebody came, he covered his face, and he said, I know the person who went through the hole, but he has three conditions to come forward. Number one, he doesn't want your reward. Number two, don't call for him anymore. Number three, do not expose him to people. He said, I agree. The man uncovered his face and he said, فَعَلْتُهَا لِلَّهِ I did it for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of your reward. And he left. They said, later on, they said, the people who were close to Muhammad ibn Muslim, and they said that 
From that day forward until the day that he died, Muhammad ibn Maslama, in his Qiyamul Layl, every night, he used to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to resurrect him with this man. He used to say, Allahumma hashurni ma'a sahib al-hufra. Oh Allah, resurrect me with this man who went through it all. His name was not that important to, even, to be even mentioned in the incident. Allahumma hashurni ma'a sahib al-hufra. We all here, and most of us here are immigrants who came for work, came for study, came for, came for running away from poverty, from oppression, for a lot of other things. And alhamdulillah, it's amazing sometimes when you look at the Muslim community in the state, the, the immigrant community, amazing really how successful they are, how intellectual, wealthy, and strong the Muslim community is in the United States. But now, since you have already achieved all these things, it's time to renew your intention. It's time to work for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot hide anymore. You cannot hide the fact that you are a Muslim anymore because every, every person is speaking about us. Every person is speaking about Islam and Muslims. There are billions of dollars are being spent to smear you and smear your tradition. So it is the time. It is the time to renew your intention, to be sincere a little bit about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and start to talk about it and start to take a part. You know, we live in a country and I'm sure that most of the immigrants will agree with me. We live in a country that our identity as Muslim and as American can coexist without any problems. Or with some obstacles, I won't call them problems. We're free to build our places of worship. We're free to come here and practice our religion. We're free to fulfill the duties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in return, we have to be visible in the society, in the community that we live in. We have to contribute to the society that we live in. The Prophet Muhammad was known, even before he became a prophet, he was known for his positive contribution to the society. People who did not believe in him, when he began calling people to Islam, they spoke the truth about him. And about his, his, his great character. People loved him. They were attracted to him, subhanAllah. So we had to be aware of that. We had to be aware that Islam promotes social consciousness. That Islam does not encourage people to live only for themselves and be greedy. That Islam doesn't want people to be isolated and say, what's in it for me? Even if those people are harming you. You know, the Prophet Muhammad said that the best of you is the one who interacts with people. And he's being patient when people are bad to him. When a person asks them, Ya Rasulullah, what are the actions that will lead a person to Jannah, to Paradise? He said, God consciousness and good manners. And the commentators like Imam Nawawi and others, they said, God consciousness is to fulfill the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And good manners is to fulfill the rights of people and treat people well. 
and you use people. And the Quran use people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Speak well to people. Whether they are Muslims or non-Muslims, whether they are Christian, Jews, atheists, Buddhists, Hindus, it doesn't really matter. Because Islam doesn't really specify a group of people. But he says, speak well to everyone, to people. وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ حُسْنًا And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith said, وَخَالِقِ النَّاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنًا Speak well or treat people well. He didn't use the word Arab or Muslims or believers or, you know, Pakistani. He said people. You know, sometimes when they talk about how we should treat people and, you know, I'm going to be a little bit open today, so don't be upset at me. Sometimes when we talk about how we treat non-Muslims, some people, they actually get upset at me. And my evidence, my proof, my, my issue here is, where is it in the Qur'an? Show it to me in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And the actions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba, that Rasulullah sallallahu sent delegations somewhere and tell them, go and drop their bags, kill their children, kill their cattle, cheating them, do this and do that. Show it to me and then I will change. Really. I came here, believe me, I can, I was thrown out of industry. I was homeless for two months when I came to this country. I was homeless. I, I, I used to sleep in parks, like, like playgrounds like this. I was kicked out by non-Muslims. By people that they, I met in Egypt and they told me, come to the States and then they came and then, you know, took my money and they kicked me out. I didn't know anybody here. Nobody. Nobody. And then with the place where I used to live, they didn't have a big Muslim community, so, you know, there was nobody to help me. So I lived in the street for two months. Right? Because of that, I should hate everybody, I should be a hater, I should hate everybody because of what happened to me. This is not really, when you hate someone, when you have this animosity in your heart, you're the victim. Even if people wrong you, you get a let go. Seriously. You have to let go because there is, you still have a lot of things to do in this life. And just think about the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Forget about the people who wrote you. And know that your Lord doesn't forget. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't forget, but you gotta move on. And let go. Really, let go. So Rasulullah said, treat everybody well. And it doesn't really matter what people treat you. And don't say, well, this is how they treat us, then that doesn't make any sense. Because we'll learn our tradition from Rasulullah, not from anybody else. Speak well to people. You know, worshiping the Creator and showing mercy to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the essence of our religion. This is the essence of our religion. Some other people, they say, but this is the, the beloved of Kuffar, you know, this is the country of the Kafir. Well, this is, <laughs> is the land of Allah. This is the land of Allah. 
It doesn't belong to Bush. It doesn't belong to Obama. It doesn't belong to the Christians. It doesn't belong to the Muslims. It doesn't belong to anybody. It belongs to Allah. Rasulullah said in the hadith of Muslim Imam Ahmad, Al-Bilad, Bilad Allah. Al-Bilad, Bilad Allah. The lands are the lands of Allah. And the servants are the servants of Allah. And then he said, wherever you find good, reside there. Wherever you find good, reside there. If you are able to fulfill your obligations, reside there. Some people, the Egyptians, they will know. Like in Egypt, you know, before 2011, and I don't know the situation right now, you wouldn't be able to sit in the masjid and have a halakh. The whole city, I used to live in a small little town, like five miles away from the city. It's a, it's a big city, it's like as big as, as Pittsburgh. Only two or three masajid where you are allowed to pray tahajjud and make i'tikaf. Only three or four masajid. You sit in the masjid, you don't talk about anything. You don't talk, you don't talk about the president, you don't dare talk about any of the politicians, nothing like that. Otherwise, in the morning, you don't know who's sitting in front of you. Yeah. In the morning, you're gone. So as long as you're fulfilling the obligations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reside there, as He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. he was a sahaba, who did not migrate to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Medina. He met some people and they said, Ya Fudayk, you're not really a true Muslim until unless you migrate to the Masjid of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he, uh, Fudayk, he migrated to the Prophet and he said, Ya Rasulullah, the reason why I haven't migrated until now is just that I was staying with my people, my tribe, I'm the only Muslim there, I was teaching them about Islam, I was conveying the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to them. Rasulullah said, Ya Fudayk, aqim salat O Fudayk, establish prayer. And give zakat, enjoying the good, waskun min ardi qawmikamashik, and reside wherever you want. Reside wherever you want, as long as you're fulfilling those three things praying, giving your zakat, and enjoying the good. Reside wherever you want, O Fudayk. But we should not lose our identity, our distinction. But we have to be open to allow others to allow others to come, to allow ourselves to be good members of this community. And again, Rasulullah was known for his positive contribution to the society. So we should not lose our hearts. But where can you find that? Where can you actually maintain your identity? In the masjid. In the masjid. If you really worry about keeping or maintaining your identity and the identity of your children as Muslims, it's in the masjid. You will find it anywhere. You will not find it anywhere else. And this is something that I've been struggling with over the last seven years. Most of the people who come, I would say 90% of the people who come to the, to the halakhahs and to the, to the uh, activities are students. 
And I'm so happy I'm not complaining. Really, I'm not complaining at all. Now somebody told me Saturday, last Saturday, he said, I know people who left this religion. And he said, Wallahi. And he was, he's, he's from a big city, which has a lot of Muslims. He said, I know people who love this religion, and they, if they had the chance to meet with you, I think they would have changed their mind. I'm not bragging about myself. Well, I thank him, and guidance comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But to take that from a young man who's in his 20s, who was born here in a big city, in a big Muslim community, that's, that's, it means a lot to me. When I get an email, or a Facebook message, or a text message from people who studied here, and they went back to their, to their homes, different states, or even different countries. And when you get something, a message that says, thank you, you have changed my life. That means a lot to me. A lie. It means a lot to me. I feel good about myself. I feel that I fulfilled my right. I fulfilled my mission. When I get a message or an email from someone who was asking me about a fatwa, and I know that it's coming from a, a community where they have a big imam there, or known imam. And I said, why don't you go to the mosque and ask your imam? And then I get, well, you are my imam. That means a lot to me. So the lack of the involvement from the community, that's a problem. I know the location of the ICP is different than the location of other messages like Monroeville or other messages. But how many people live here in that street, Center Avenue? Hundreds. I go to Whole Food all the time, or Trader Joe's. I see a lot of Muslims, families with kids. So if you're talking about being a part of America and being a Muslim, and how, to get, how are you going to maintain this deep-rootedness? It's here. It's in the masjid. Nowhere else. To have that sense of community. To allow your children to actually come and, and witness this, this beautiful gathering. Look, look at yourself, really, look at yourself. Where can you find that? Where else can you find that? People from like, at least, at least, right now I have in front of me 20 to 25 different nationalities. They came here to serve only one God. Where else can you find that? They came here to do the same exact thing. And the only thing that gathered them is La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Isn't that amazing? Seriously, isn't that beautiful? Incredible. So we, in order to maintain this distinction and our rootedness, we have to keep roots here in this masjid. We have to be attached to the Muslim community. That's, that's number one hadith. The other hadith, that Abi Dawood said, said, he said that Rasulullah said, Al Halal Bayin, Wal Haram Bayin, Wabaynahuma Mushab Bihat or Mushtabihat, La Yalamuha Kathirum bin Nas. He said, The Haram is clear and the Halal is clear, and in between there are doubtful matters. And the doubtful matters, some scholars they said, they are the matters that the scholars disagreed upon. And some other scholars, they said, the doubtful matters are those mixed between the halal and the haram. And some scholars, they said, well, is it halal, is it haram? Some said, yes, doubtful matter, uh, matters are haram. Some others said, doubtful matters are halal. And some said, no, we should not pass 
a ruling regarding Adaum marriage because Rasulullah put them in between. But majority of the scholars they said the ruling regarding the Adaum marriage, if you leave them, that's a sign of piety, a sign of taqwa to avoid the Adaum marriage. Towards the end of the hadith, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah inna fil jasadil mudha. There is a part of your body, a part of your body, if it's sound, the whole body is sound. And if it's diseased, the whole body is diseased. Allah wa hiya It is the heart. The heart, brothers and sisters, the most honorable part of your body. The body that knows Allah, the part that follows the rules of Allah, the part that seeks to draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the last day as a day in which will no children be in any benefit for you or for anybody else except for the person who comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with what? A sound heart. A sound heart. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُهُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنَّةَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ A sound heart. What is a sound heart? A sound heart is, is it's the heart that free of the, the, the spiritual blemishes and the diseases. Free of arrogance and hatred and animosity and envy. That's the sound heart. Hudayr ibn al-Yaman, he said there are four types of hearts. Number one, a pure heart. A pure heart. And this is the heart of the believer. And this heart is filled with obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said the second type of heart, the heart of the kafir. And this heart is filled of desire and evil. And the shaitan is controlling that heart. And that's why it's so hard for it to recognize the truth. The third is... قلب المنافق قلب المنقوص the diseased not diseased the diseased diseased I'm sure people after today they will have no problem with my accent anymore and some people be happy with that so قلب المنافق is the is the heart of the hip and the last is قلب تمده مادتان مادة إيمان ومادة نفاق a heart that is half of it is hypocrisy and half of it is human. The question is, what kind of heart do we have? Really, what kind of heart do we have? And what about when, when we get like a chest pain or something, call the AR, call the ambulance, go to the AR, run, I need some extracts, I, I couldn't breathe. But we, when we have these old spiritual diseases in our hearts, we don't really care. Rasulullah he's talking about the most honorable part of your body. A part that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at and he said that Allah does not look into your physical appearance but he looks into the heart and what the heart contains. This is what the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. So what kind of heart do we have? There are people who fill in their hearts with haram and evil day in and day out. How much really, how much can our hearts take? How much can we take? You know, Imam Shafi'i he was complaining about his bad memorization because he saw something haram for a moment. 
action you take. You know, with all these problems and all these evil uh, diseases, all these ritual diseases that we have in our hearts, it's a time really trying to clean his heart. You know, Rasulullah and this is the, my third hadith. He said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. None of you will be in a complete state of faith until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. But if you have some problems in your heart, how will you be able to love your brother? And if you don't love your brother, wallahi, you don't love Allah. And you can talk about it all day long. You can brag about your salah and your zakah and your sadaqah all day long. But if you don't love your brother and your sister through the cause of Allah, you're not there yet. You didn't reach that level yet to love Allah and to love the Messenger of Allah. Because if you do, you'll be able to fulfill their orders. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you to love your brother, love your brother. The believers are brothers. And there is no justifiable reason, really. There is no justifiable reason for people to live, you know, in groups and sa'ah. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ مِنْ ذَكَرٍ وَأُنْثَى وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلٍ And if you read the whole surah of Surah Al-Hujurat, and you see, when did he say that? And you see all the, all the nida, all the ayat before this ayat. It talks, about, it talks about being a believer, being a good brother and a good sister. Talking about establishing bond of brotherhood and sisterhood because this is the foundation of building a community. Because this is the, what the Messenger of Allah did. The first thing he did when he migrated to Medina after building a masjid is to establish this relationship between the Ansar and the Muhajireen. Because he knew that this is a foundation of every or any successful community to build this relationship. There's some people who come to the masjid that have been coming for years. They don't know. They sit in the same spot. They ask the same person he sit beside him. He never asked his name. He never asked about you know his life and his family. As a matter of fact, you know what? We're gonna tomorrow. There is an event tomorrow, right? A youth expo. We're gonna do free hugs. How is that? <laughs> no, seriously, we're gonna do a free house. You know, I didn't discuss this with Chad or the board. We're gonna do a free house. The sisters with the sister in Cartman, and the, the, the men are here. Maybe this is not for our conservative brothers. But you're not, you're gonna hug men, and women are gonna hug women. Really, you know, don't, don't wait to ask the board or anything. Just get a sign tomorrow and say free hugs. And come and show up. I'll be the first one to hug you. You know? This is the community. This is how the Prophet is. You know, something incredible. Allah, incredible. I was listening to uh, to an interview for someone yesterday, and then I was I was I was watching, and then I told my wife. I was talking about poverty and rich people and and, and poor people, and they said, you know what? I've studied. I've been. I've studied for a long time. Allah, there is nothing in the Sirah of Rasulullah Nothing. You will never come across something. Where you find classes, rich people, middle people, and poor people. It doesn't exist. You never read something like that in a seerah. You will never read something about Abdurrahman ibn Awf and Abu Bakr, Shaykh Bantar al-Tujjar, you know, the, the, one of the millionaires of Medina. 
You will never come across something that they were. There were people that the rich people in the, in the community of Rasulullah had contended with poor people, and poor people were jealous of the rich people. No! We didn't find any of this. Which is amazing. Incredible, Allah. Amazing. So, Rasulullah said, You will not be a true believer until you love your, for your brother what you love for yourself. What you love for yourself. Al Khawlani, and he was one of the Tabi'in, he saw a young man with a beautiful face, and he described him as Barraq uh, al he smiles a lot. He went to the masjid of Dimashq, and he saw this man, and he saw a lot of people around him, and he asked, Who's this man? They said, This is uh, the Prophet his companion, Mu'ad ibn Jabal. He said, Tomorrow I will come, I will come to Fajr, and I will tell him that I love him for the cause of Allah. He said, I came early and then, you know, I found somebody who was praying before Fajr. And he sat behind him and it was Mu'ad. And after I, he finished, I said, Ya Mu'ad, inni yuhibbuka fillah. He said, Oh Mu'ad, I love you for the sake of Allah. And then he said, Ayu Allahi, is it true? Do you love me for the cause of Allah? He said, yes, Ayu Allahi, I love you for the sake of Allah. And he asked me twice. And then he said, Wallahi, لَقَدْ سَمِعْتُ النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ I've heard a message of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم saying that Allah, Allah سبحانه وتعالى said, وَجَبَتْ مَحَبَّتِي لِلْمُتَحَابِّينَ فِيهِ وَالْمُتَزَاوِرُونَ فِيهِ وَالْمُتَجَالِسُونَ فِيهِ That my love, Allah سبحانه وتعالى's love, God's love, is mandatory upon those who love one another for His cause. They love one another for His cause. Hudayfa bin Yaman was a great Sahabi. His father was killed by mistake in the battle of, in the battle of, of Uhud. Yes. He was Mulatham. He had a, a scarf around his face and people didn't recognize him. So people ran after him, Muslims. And he ran after them. He says, Hada Abi, it's my father. It's my father. They killed him. He said, Ya Qawm, what is wrong with you? Didn't you hear me? I said, that was my father. His father was killed. And he said, May Allah forgive you. When the Messenger of Allah وسلم, heard that, he loved Hudayfa so much. From that day forward, Hudayfa bin Yaman had this place in the heart of Rasulullah that the Messenger of Allah entrusted him on the names of the hypocrites and also in the science of the last day. And he became the secret keeper of Rasulullah. So he said, My love is mandatory to those who love one another in my cause, those who sit with one another in my cause, those who, who work together for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and those who visit one another in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a hadith, actually, it's in Sunan al Nasai, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel in, a, in, a, in human form, and he met someone, he was traveling, and he said, Yeah, 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 where son said, Where are you going? He said, I'm going to visit my, my brother. He said, uh, are you going to demand something from him? Or do you owe him something? He said, no. But I want to just pay him a visit for the cause of Allah. And then he said, Abshir, have good news. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you for that cause. For the fact that you love your brother for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
And when we talk about brotherhood and sisterhood and unity, which is the foundation of this religion, we're not talking about being copy of one another. Because that's impossible. It's impossible to be a copy of one another. There's some people who make you good doctors, good teachers, good imams, good this, that, or whatnot. But we are not talking about being a copy of one another. Even our approach to the Islamic teaching, as long as it's a legitimate, as long as it's a true school of thought that you can follow, that's fine. But to go around and tell people, well, this is the truth and there's nothing else about this truth, there's only one interpretation, this is wrong. It's wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with a very vast religion that allows different interpretations. And these different interpretations are based also in certain principles. Not everybody can interpret the Quran or the Hadith. Actually, this is a problem in our communities right now, a crisis. That everybody is interpreting Quran. There's somebody who sent me an email the other day, coming and pasting from books, very hard books. Wallahi, I was just, I don't know what I, should I laugh or should I cry? Really. But I didn't, I said, well, I don't blame you. I blame the people who post these things online so people can just go and read and take, take fatwas from without sitting with a teacher or having a proper knowledge to interpret it, to interpret what's in the books. Anyways, so we're not talking about being a copy of one another. So let us rise above nationalism, about all the problems that we have in our communities, and be just one entity, one body, as Rasulullah said. I'm sorry, my last hadith, he said, Abu Dawood said that Rasulullah said, Min husni islam From the excellence of a person's faith that he, he discards. That which does not concern him. In other, in other words, you should mind your own business. Just that's it. Mind your own business. Now, Imam Shafi'i, a man came and he asked him, How old are you? And he said, Mind your own, mind your own business. And then somebody said, That was just a simple question, where did you answer? He said, When I was a little boy, I asked Malik the same question. And he said, Ya Ghulam, aqbil ala shafiq. Oh, young man, just mind your own business. This is true. I don't have time to elaborate on that, but. You know, mind your own business. This is amazing. You know, the tongue, how to control the tongue. You know, Abu Darda said, Be just to your tongue as you are to your ears. You were created with two ears and one tongue, which means you listen more than you talk. And if you examine all our talks now, most of our talks are rubbish, hurtful things. Because the speech is being violated and abused. And speech is actually one of the blessings, one of the most beautiful blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Speech, the ability to talk, the ability to communicate with people. Those are the four hadith, and I thought that would be a good advice. I don't know if we're going to see each other again, but if it's not in this life, maybe inshallah in Jannah. You know, with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, and if you see me somewhere else, if you make it to Jannah, and if you don't see me there, you ask for me. Seriously, you ask. And if I'm somewhere else, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I help with just a little bit in this community, and if I didn't make it to Jannah, and mashallah, you make it to Jannah, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to intercede for me, inshallah. You know, there's a few things, it's, it's almost too far, um, that I wanted to talk about real quick. You know, inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, inshallah, with somebody who's better, someone who's more knowledgeable, you know. Uh, but, 
I just want to say one thing, high expectation. Sometimes it's actually, you know, one of the causes of, of or the primary cause, actually, for our problems, high expectation. We want an imam that who is, you know, young, and who knows how to speak English and Arabic. In some places now, they say they have to speak Urdu, you know, uh, who plays soccer and football and, and basketball. He's good to the kids, he's good to women, he's good to this, he's liberal. He's not really Sufi, but, you know, not too much Sufi, no, not too much Salafi, you know, just in between. Yeah. That doesn't exist. And I'm sorry, I mean, we end up paying him what? I don't want you to take this the wrong way, and I want, I just want to make sure that people, you know, think that um, I left ICD for, I didn't leave ICD for any reason, but for my growth. That's it. You know, because I've heard a lot of stories so far. I didn't leave because of the money. I didn't leave because somebody was threatening me, like some people said, no. I left because I thought this that was really a better opportunity for me. Wallahi, that's it. Wallahi, uqsim billah, uqsim billah. For the last seven years, I got like at least 10 offers from different places, all of them in terms of money. There were more money than ICP. But I said, no, I'm staying in ICP. My ICP is my residency. Yeah. And I didn't want to leave. And when I decided to leave, that wasn't an easy decision. It was not an easy decision. It took me four months, wallahi, four months, to make the decision, since I came back from Hajj. So I don't want anybody to, to think that, you know, somebody pushed me out or the board or the cause of that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, I wouldn't allow the board to do that anyways. <laughs> I can say whatever I want, I cannot fire me. <laughs> So, uh, you know, my last advice, it's beautiful, uh, beautiful story that, that a man, once a teacher, asked his student, he said to him, what do you do to the shaitan when he incites you to sin? He said, I struggle against him. He said, what, what if you do if he comes back? He said, I'll struggle against him. He said, what do you do if he comes back? He said, I struggle, I'll struggle against him. He said, that will never end. And then he said, what do you do if you just pass him by, by sheep and the sheep dog barks at you? What are you going to do? And he's just preventing you from going past. He said, I'll fend him off. He said, that will never end. However, if you were to call the owner of the dog, he would be able to prevent the dog from hurting you, and you'll be able to pass. If you were to call the owner of the sheep and the dog, and ask for his help, he will be able to help you and prevent the dog from harming you. And this owner is God, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is my last advice, be mindful of Allah. Be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He will take care of the rest. He will take care of all the evil. He will take them away from you. He will take care of the dog. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulullah. So again, thank you so much for the opportunity that you give me.
you know, seven years ago, the people who hired me and the, the, the people who interviewed me and hired me, Dr. Alaa Shalabi and Dr. Hadi Mansour and Muhsin and others, and Brother Ishfaq and Sister Lurada, I don't know if you still remember her or not, and all these brothers and sisters who actually supported me over, over the years. Thank you so much. I'm going to miss you and you will always be in my heart. If I've done anything wrong, please forgive me. Please forgive me and make dua for me and my family, inshallah. And next, next move, inshallah. Allah, we ask you to honor us as you honor the righteous people before us. Allah, we ask you to grant success, success to, the, to, to ICP and the people, the Muslim community in Pittsburgh. And have mercy on them and their children, their parents. Allahumma ameen. Allah, we ask you to, to, to help them and make it easy for them and help them also to find somebody who's better, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan, subhanahu wa rabbil izzatah, ma'asuhun. Salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.